the Icons of Real Estate Podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months, Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Icons of Real Estate Podcast. With us today, we have Brian Casella. He's the leader of Team BC Real Estate, powered by EXP Realty. And Brian is known as a top-producing real estate agent, a strong sales professional, and an in-demand coach. He's also the host of the Supreme Being Podcast with over 300K early downloads and his YouTube channel has almost 200k subscribers. Brian has a very well-established brand going for himself and today we will give you a bit of insight on how to grow your own. Welcome to the show Brian. Tomas, thanks for having me man. I'm excited and uh, ready to go. And yeah, third time is the charm. Brian has been avoiding me time and time over again but this this time you're not running away. You're not running away Brian. Yeah, your persistency won man. Your persistency uh, was king. <laughs> okay, Brian. So let's start with your real estate journey. We're really looking forward to, to hear it. Yeah. So after uh, being, we could say, stripped away from my basketball career because of injuries, I had to make a big change in my life. And once I moved back from, uh, I played in Europe and I spent some time in South America. After I stopped playing in Europe, I went to stay with some of my family in South America for um, about a year, year and a half. And then when I came back to United States back in 2011, 2012, I knew that I had to, you know, get a, in quotes, a real job, right? Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want a regular nine to five. I knew I would run my own business. I made that decision way back when I was in college. So I started looking and experimenting to see what I wanted to do. And after doing a little bit of research and spending time with different people doing different things, real estate just made sense to me. You know, I, I didn't have any natural advantages when it came to real estate. I didn't know anybody, right? I never really wore suits. So sales, all that stuff was new to me. But I said, hey, this seems like it can be learned. And I know the type of discipline that I have. I know the type of commitment that I have. I can make this work. So I decided to get into real estate. And when I started, it took me about six months to a year to get my license. And once I started, I did a lot of the old school stuff. I did a lot of door knocking, a lot of cold calling. And that's how I built my business, man. And when I started, almost immediately, I started sharing things on social media. I got on video <clears throat> early on because I saw how impactful it was. And I saw where we're at now. I knew that would happen back then. I don't know how, but I, I saw the effect that video yeah. had when you would share it with people, when you would watch it. And I said, this is something I have to do. So as soon as I started my career within a couple of months, I started sharing things on social media and it just exploded after that. Nice. You saw that potential and now that potential is, is paying you back. <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent. And I think in the beginning, people would make fun of me. Why are you making videos? You know, it doesn't do anything. And I said, you guys are, are looking now and you're not looking into the future. And oh, yeah. to this day, everybody messages me like, man, you were right. Video has exploded. <laughs> Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, so you were, did you ended up playing pro uh, basketball or you didn't reach the, the pro level? 
Yeah, I played professionally. I just I wanted to make the NBA. Ah, I never nice. made the NBA. Oof. I worked out with a few NBA teams. I played in the summer league uh, for the NBA. I played in a lot of summer leagues in Los Angeles too, called the Drew League. I played in that as well. That's great, man. So I made it one step below uh, the NBA. Yeah, and uh, because I know your struggle, brother. Because like I, on my side, is more football as more like soccer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also thought I could be professional. But here I am doing podcasts <laughs> yeah. and because of injuries. And of course, like who, who would have known what, what would have happened, right? And, exactly. and yeah, so you were one of those lucky few that you didn't end up having uh, nothing to do with corporate jobs then. You went from basketball to real estate straight. Yeah, you know, I had jobs when I was younger. If people listening to this remember the the Blockbuster store where you would rent videos yeah. and video games, I worked there a little bit in the summers. So the summers in between the basketball seasons, I usually got either jobs like that or, um, you know, when I was on campus on scholarship in university, they would uh, they had a work study program. So it was a mm -hmm. part of our scholarship. We had to work on campus. And it was through those jobs and the summer jobs that I had that um, I got to, I got a taste of corporate because, you know, you're an employee working at a big organization yeah. or a university. And I, I saw how they manage things. I saw that I was working harder and more than other people, but getting paid the same. And I told myself right now it's okay. because I'm just making money. However, later on, I can't do this, right? This doesn't make sense to me. I don't like this. I want to start my own business. So I get paid based on my production and my effort. It's not the same. Right? I can work harder, I can work faster, I can do more, and I can get paid what I'm worth. And that made a lot more sense to me. And I liked that a lot more than working for somebody else. So from 18, 19, I had already decided I'm never going to get into the corporate world. I would rather be out on the street running my own business than get a corporate job. Yes, you, you were persistent as well. <laughs> and, uh, you have and to be, man, you have to be. And yeah, that, that's why I, I, like to, I like to question this, because it's amazing to see like, millionaires nowadays they had they had summer jobs like everyone you know like they didn't start they didn't start at the top <laughs> they start working right. at blockbusters running at yep. 299 <laughs> yeah. so um so why why exp how did exp uh came in in all of this uh big journey well later on in my career um i had been with century 21 i had been with keller williams exp just made sense you know i joined exp three and a half years ago and I love the model. I love the opportunities. And, you know, I really just love the idea of EXP. And at, at that point, I had hit a crossroads in my career. I had built my team. You know, we were really starting to grow and even grow outside of California, where I first started my, my team. And it was either start my own brokerage or join a company like EXP. So I decided to join EXP. I never really wanted to be a broker, but EXP made so much sense to me anyway. It just... I was like, okay, you know what? Sign me up. My friend, AJ, AJ Maida, he brought me on to EXP. He had joined, I think two years before me. And he had always talked to me about EXP. Uh, but at the time, my mind wasn't on switching brokerages. It was just about, you know, social media, growing my team and, and those kind of things. But when it came into my mind to switch brokerages or consider it, um, EXP was pretty much the only one that I considered. Um, it just it's such a great company. They have so much to offer. And I think so many people focus on just the stocks and the revenue share. They forget about everything else. You know, KV Core, which we get as a part of our tech fee with eXp is an incredible software, incredible, you know, database management software, great CRM. And that's something that was missing in my business. 
you know, I had my own, but I didn't have a powerful software like KV core. So people are focused on all the extra stuff, but the agent stuff, the training, you know, the cloud, all that is incredible. And when I started going online and looking at it and actually using it, I was like, man, this is, this is incredible. Like what's missing here. I don't feel like anything is missing because EXP looked at what other companies were doing and they improved upon it. And it just made sense for me to, to switch. Yeah, they have too many features. I think no one no one knows all the features that EXP has. <laughs> no way. It's impressive. No way. <laughs> so as for EXP, now that you mentioned like the revenue model and you say like there's more to it, um, do you feel you're more focused on, on production or on agent attraction? I'm definitely more focused on expanding my team and production. You know, I, I extended my team Outside, we originally started in Los Angeles in California. I, about six months ago, I moved here to Miami, Florida, and I still have my team in LA and I've expanded my team into 14 states now. I have different regional leaders and team leaders in different cities and states across the United States. And that's primarily been my focus. Now, the benefit that I have is with my social media and the growth, it's been very easy for me to attract people uh, into mm -hmm. EXP. I still think I'm somewhere in the very top for individual agent sponsorship into the company. And that's because my social media and me letting people know that I'm with EXP has brought in so many, you know, new agents and people looking to switch to EXP that it's just, it's made agent attraction for me, almost like a passive thing. Right. Yeah. I think I'm top 100 in the company for revenue share earnings. So it, it, it's up there, but it hasn't been me chasing people down, you know, and being, this crazy recruiter. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. If somebody asks me and they want to have a chat, we'll chat, but I'm not out there hunting people, right? I, I don't really time on agent attraction only a little bit. The majority of my time is spent on building my real estate business and my brand. Nice. And now speaking of a brand, which is part of your genius, right? Of course, you built this company, this, this BC real estate, this company that you already have managers in different states, but it all started with uh, your brand, uh, by what time would you say you start to create a name for yourself? So Team BC was just something I started calling me and, and we can say my following uh, years ago. And even before I decided to start a team in real estate and then grow it beyond that, that was just something I, I started calling, you know, my little world, Team BC. So about two and a half or three years in is when I officially started my team. But I think after about two or two and a half years, my brand and, and me, I started getting a lot more recognition and, and growing a lot, you know, to where when you go out in public, people approach you, you know, being invited to speak and train at different companies and events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it took a couple of years, but it, the growth was kind of flat and then it just exploded. So two or three years, I would say, before I really started seeing, you know, the improvement and the power of the brand. And now it's just, it's a different world now. You know, I moved again across the country. And even when I walk around in Miami, I get stopped all the time. Oh, Brian, you know, I love your YouTube or oh, this, oh, that. And it just blows me away sure. because I started all this on the other side of the United States. Yeah. And for me to be here and, and be approached by people so much and so often, dude, last week in my office over here, I had a FedEx driver stop and get out and come talk to me. And he's like, <laughs> oh, man, I follow all your stuff. So it's just it's funny. It's funny how that happens. Man, that's great. That's great. And uh, of course, like uh, looking at you and people, uh, I mean, looking at your social media now, the audience here um, trying to listen to the to the episode. Of course, they say like, oh, like being in your situation, like 
it's so of course it's not easy but it's it's ideal and uh, people that start off start off the zero you know they start off the of scratch um it's it's what you what you said like people are very impatient you said you took three three years and people are like on the on the third week and they have oh i only have 200 followers and uh, <laughs> 100 of those followers uh, is my uh, grandmother's fake accounts you know but it's But it, but it takes time. And um, what, what I want to hear from you now is um, how can one start creating his own personal brand and uh, maybe uh, tell your own insights of it? Yeah. The focus for me was never growing my social media. It was about building myself and building my business. The social media became big as a result of that, right? I think people have it backwards. You need to focus on improving yourself and building your business and, and doing what you do in real life. Mm -hmm. And you can let people know what you're doing on social media. That's what I did. I think people have it backwards. They want to grow their social media to then try to grow their business. And in my eyes, that's backwards. My development, my progress, my business, all of that is what led to more people watching me on social media. I just use this to document it. That's it. So for three years, it was working in real estate, 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, nonstop, six or seven days a week. I just gave people little clips of it from time to time. I showed them what I was doing. They got to see my progress and follow me over time. Then everything started growing. Then the speaking opportunities came, right? Then more money came, then more followers came. But the focus was always that. And for three years, it was literally working almost seven days a week, sometimes seven days a week, all day. Now, that's a sacrifice that everybody has to make. The cool thing now is phones are a lot more modern. I think when I started, eight years ago was an iPhone six or seven, something like that. Nowhere near as capable as this. I had to buy expensive cameras back then and microphones to have the same capability as this current phone, which everybody has. So you have an advantage now. Um, but the focus has to be building yourself and your business. Then everything on social media will handle itself. Most people are doing it backwards. Like if you're a new agent, don't take away from your workday to do social media, make social media an addition and a bonus to what you're doing, right? I would rather you be on the phone and going door to door and talking to people all day and spend maybe 20 or 30 minutes documenting it on your phone than try to set aside an hour or two every day to do social media. It's like, you have nothing to share. Build your business, then you'll have something to share. And that's great insight. You, you grabbed my attention there. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what, what is the thing that you do right now, now speaking of, grabbing attention as well which is uh, something that is very important as well and i saw that you, you in your brand you speak you speak a lot about it uh, what is the thing that you do that is most effective when it comes to grabbing attention and most importantly holding it besides yeah. besides this important insights that you just gave which is a good example of grabbing attention <laughs> Um, you know, one of the, and it's overlooked because we say it all the time, but true consistency, I think is still the most important thing because it'll be easy for people to grab somebody's attention, but what keeps it is people seeing you over and over. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, they want to be a one hit wonder. They want one video or one thing to go viral. And then it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I made it. Well, no, like you said, you have to keep the attention after that. So the consistency is definitely huge. Number two is a lot of people, um, when they start documenting what they're doing on social media and growing their brand, they're boring. Nobody wants to watch them, right? They sound like everybody else. They look like everybody else. 
if people start following me very quickly, you see many things that separate me from everybody else. Number one, I talk about a lot of things outside of my business. So people get an insight into how I am as a person. Number two, how I carry myself is much different. Number three, how I dress is much different, right? You can see on this interview, I have really long hair and supposedly for real estate, this is a no, no for business. Can't have long hair, can't yeah. wear earrings, can't have tattoos, right? So many things that I'm told and people are told you can't do that. Well, I've broken all those rules and I have for a long time and I'm still having success, right? The only other thing I'm going to give to you, because I want to keep this short is if you really want to grab people's attention on social media or anything, you have to focus and build your communication skills, period. If I can get behind a camera and I'm a good speaker, I'm going to have an audience. End of story. I don't care if I'm a bum or if I'm the number one business person on the planet. If you are a good speaker, people will listen. But this is a skill that a lot of people don't want to work on because in the beginning, you're not good. When I first started going door to door and cold calling, I was horrible, horrible. A lot of you know, people cussing at me, a lot of uh, people slamming the phone on me, a lot of people not talking to me at the door, slamming the door in my face. But after a while, you start getting better, right? A lot of people want to become a big brand, but when they film themselves on camera, they can't even watch themselves. They don't like watching themselves. And I tell people, if you can't watch yourself, how do you expect somebody else to watch you? You're you and you don't like you. Forget about <laughs> everybody else, right? If yeah. you don't like yourself, no one else is going to like you, right? That's confidence and self-esteem 101. So the, the whole communication aspect and consistency, those two to me are the most important because I can get on video or I can do anything in public, whatever. I know I can speak a certain way now after years of training that people are going to listen, right? And if you can do that, you can literally do whatever you want. It's just a lot of people overlook that or they think it's not important. Right. Same thing with a new agent. The number one issue with them getting business is their ability to communicate. If they could communicate a certain way, they would display confidence, certainty, expertise, and all the things that someone does and identifies to choose an agent. That's the key. But everybody thinks it's something outside of that when it's not. So those are just some of the basics um, I can give the audience. And if you're going to remember anything from what I just said, build your communication skills and be super consistent with those two. You'll go very far. Yeah. I think people will remember if they don't, they should, they should be taking notes, but, uh, but yeah, about the communication. Yeah. Communication is key and uh, communication is king as well. And um, when, when we were talking about training, uh, are you talking about practicing or any specific training like mentorship and, and coaching? Well, of course, coaching and mentorship, I've recommended to people for years, right? I've, I've spent most years I'll spend, you know, over six figures for sure, just in books, trainings, events, because I want to keep growing and learning from the best people and the best people aren't going to teach you everything for free. That's just the way it is. So that to me is automatic. You have to do that. Okay. Now, if we look at communication, well, you're not going to get better at communicating by reading a book or listening to people. Maybe one piece of it is that you have to communicate. You have to put yourself in situations like a group called Toastmasters, where you get together once a week and everybody does speeches to work on their public speaking skills, right? You have to go out and approach people. If you're prospecting as an agent, calling and door knocking, you're doing it. You're forcing yourself to get better. 
you have to communicate more. And as you learn techniques, use the techniques, right? So it's one of those things that you have to learn and you have to apply. And it's a circle. That's how you get better at communicating. So the more time spent communicating every day, the better you'll get. And what most people don't realize is they don't communicate much during the day. You know, scrolling through Instagram and typing or texting, that's not communicating. Yeah, it's not. Right? That, that's a, a very low form of communication. How many people are they actually having conversations with? Yeah. I know a lot of people who go through the whole day without really talking to people. If yeah. you force yourself to talk to five or 10 or 15 people every day, within six months, you'll be much better, even if you don't learn techniques, just because you're talking a lot more. So the more you become talkative and social, the better you'll be. But it's one of those things that you have to do. Same thing with making content and posting videos. That counts as speaking. Most people are so afraid to record on the phone because they associate this with public speaking. They know, yeah. hey, I put this out online. It means that someone's going to see it. Yeah, right? It's exposed. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and that, that insight of the Toastmasters is, is a really good one. Because if people don't know this, I think there's a Toastmasters in every city, right? It's like, it's like a community group. And if you're looking for to improve your public speaking skills, just put Toastmasters, your city, join. They, they should join themselves every week. And uh, I've, I've joined a session here um, in Europe, actually. And, uh, and it was really good. Yeah. And they have more than one in most cities. If you're like in a city that's semi big, pretty big, they have mm -hmm. multiple ones. And I, the, the most expensive I've heard from anybody for the year, it was like a hundred dollars for the year. Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> so, uh, and we were speaking about uh, grabbing attention and you, you drop all this knowledge on us, which was amazing. Uh, but of course, another um, opportunity to grab attention is this, what we're doing right now, right? I have your attention. You have mine is the podcast and um, then you have a podcast yourself which is a supreme being podcast for anyone that wants to check it out uh, and and yeah how was your podcast journey going yeah the, the the podcasting and interviews is huge like i've told a lot of people um, anytime somebody contacts me whether they're brand new and have no audience or a huge audience i'll do a podcast with somebody more than anything, just to support them because they're, I appreciate the hustle and I appreciate other people doing this. Um, but it, to me, it, it was two things. Yes, I wanted a podcast because you can grow your social media and your brand. But secondly, it gave me more freedom and opportunity to create something and do it the way that I wanted to. One thing that I never liked, and, and, and this is just something I still can't understand to this day, no matter what, to certain people, all they see me as is like, a real estate guy. Like I don't have the potential to be anything else. Talk about, and they get upset if I make a video that's not real estate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, get your mind out of this little box because I'm real estate is one piece of me. Right. So they, they, they try to hold people in these boxes. So to demonstrate the ability to beat that is one of the reasons I made the podcast because my podcast is not dedicated to real estate or sales at all. It's more about life, mindset, confidence, public speaking, right? Male and female relationships, a little bit of business and entrepreneurship. Like it's everything because I said, this is, a, this is a, a platform that I can do whatever I want. And even supreme being. Supreme being is a saying that comes from way back in ancient times where they said, when you um, transcended all the stuff of being a human and you unlocked your full potential, you became the supreme being. Mm -hmm. So 
in essence, I made the podcast to help people in all these areas to overall make them a better person. That's been the focus to help somebody achieve their version of supreme being and the freedom to do it and do it how I want and say it how I want and, and build it how I want to me was reason enough to just do it because you, it's free. YouTube, free. Facebook, free. Instagram, free. Podcasts are free. I mean, what other era has there ever been where you could market yourself to the world for free without paying anything? And just so people know, I've grown all of these platforms for free. I've never paid for followers. I've never paid for advertising to grow my following. It's been 100% organic. Now, I'm running into some issues now because I'm a little bit more outspoken about certain things. So in the last year, year and a half, I've gotten a little bit censored, but even through that, I've still been able to grow, right? So the potential is there, right? Now, the main difference is I was never afraid to be an individual. When a lot of people get on a platform like a podcast or YouTube or social media, they feel like they have to play that character. Like if they're a real estate agent, they think that they have to look and sound like every other real estate agent. And to a certain degree, right, that can be true. However, people run into the issue that they lose themselves in that process, right? And if you do that, what separates you from the next guy? Why would I want to watch you? Why would I want to listen to you? Why would I want to do business with you? You're just a copy of everybody else. So I know at least with me, whether you like me or you don't like me, I'm me all the time. And I think that is worth its weight in gold. If you can do that, you can connect better with your audience. People will like you more. You'll be more authentic. You'll have more fun doing social media, which is the biggest one. And overall, I believe you'll have the most success because if we follow two people on a journey, the person who won't show themselves hides a lot of things. All it takes is one moment or one bad post or one person bringing something up that you're hiding for you to destroy your reputation, right? So to me, it's choose that or upsetting some people because they don't like certain things about you, right? And if you build your platform on that and being an individual, you will always win in the end because you don't have to worry about anything, right? You're not hiding anything. You're being yourself. And this is the key. And I'll pass it back to you is you're actually having fun. I have fun doing this. I have fun doing social media. I've told people the moment social media isn't fun for me anymore, I'll stop. Right. Yeah. And I continue to make it more fun and more fun. That's why it's easy. So when people ask me, how do you stay consistent? How could I not be consistent with something I'm having fun with? Yeah. Right. But people say, well, how do you make it fun? Well, that's your own process. It's different for everybody. Yeah. It's in, it's in the mindset as well. Of course, social media is a tool. But you can have loads of fun with it. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. I, I can make anything fun on social media, especially if... And that's why some collaborations and some... I've been offered to be on TV, but I said no, because too many restrictions, too many limitations. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to do it because then it's not fun for me. And I don't, I don't see it as an opportunity. Yeah. But I really like the point that you, that you made there with... Uh, I, think, I think you were talking about maybe the, the USB, right? The unique selling, uh, unique selling proposition of every one of us and in real estate people think like oh what i'm going to be unique for i sell houses i buy houses i invest i flip i will sell like people think there's no uniqueness in that and there is like i know we are seven or eight billion humans in the planet but i guess we're all unique <laughs> we're not getting we're not entering here uh a lot of uh, tumblr tumblr quotes uh, quotes here but uh 
But it's the truth. And the, the more unique you are, the more you take advantage of your uh, competitive advantages and more success you have in building your own brand. 100%. And, uh, and speaking on, when we're talking about your podcast and in the, the, the Supreme Being, uh, actually, I saw one episode uh, because uh, when I was trying to get you for the first time, <laughs> it was the the power of handicapping yourself, and it sounded very appealing. And I and I had, and I had a, a look through, and it was very interesting. Can you can you explain to the audience what is the power of handicapping? Yeah, I brought that up because it, it, it's a way, and I don't mean literally handicapping yourself, like breaking an arm or a leg. That's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I meant, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just just to make it clear, I meant like purposely making something maybe something that you're really good at, making it more challenging. Because when you do that, right, you get out of this automatic mode and you bring back that new hungry energy because now you have to be sharp, right? And, and you get back to that basic level of, oh man, like I'm not good at this. I have to give it everything that I have. So it's a way to keep things fresh and it's a way to you yourself, again, make something a little bit more challenging so you grow from it, you get back to the basics and basically activate certain things that you haven't activated in a long time. So these are the concepts and things that I'm interested in talking about, learning about and sharing mm -hmm. with people because they, a lot of people don't even consider this stuff or they don't look at life this way, right? I look at life as like a big open playground full of possibilities. And again, just like the people I mentioned earlier who say, well, you're just a real estate agent. They're stuck in a box. I'm trying to present new topics and things to get them to open that box and start to see the world for what it really is. And things like that, right? Those episodes, I have a lot of fun with because it sounds weird sometimes, but once you listen to it, it's like, oh, okay, I see what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Because even you, you're talking about the supreme, like reaching the supreme being, right? Which is like sort of a certain level or a goal. But of course, the smartest people, they'll call it a way of being. And and then you're talking about handicapping yourself, which is like the opposite. But of yeah, course, like right. it's it's all part of, it's all part of the journey. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's why I really like the episode. And and yeah, so Brian, uh, tell us where do you go from here? What are your goals for yourself and for Team BC? Yeah. Well, obviously, I want to have Team BC um, in all of the continental United States. So in all fifty states internationally as well that'd be cool i have people i'm talking to in canada so we may be expanding there nice um you know money isn't really a goal for me anymore i make very good money uh, and it keeps going up without me focusing on it anymore like money is not even really in my mind anymore which is amazing i would just say moving forward for me it's all about bringing more fulfillment and peace and happiness to my life um, and really stretching that and ultimately helping more people right? And it's like a descending ladder. I want to help my team a lot. I want to help the people close to me a lot. I want to benefit the people in my coaching program tremendously. I still want to impact all the people who watch me for free. Um, I want to do more events. I want to go out and speak more. And I was speaking a lot before COVID shut everything down. And now mm -hmm. it's starting a little bit again, but really just spreading the message, helping people and, and leaving a, a positive impact on this planet that's more of what I'm focused on, right? Because all the other stuff I've wanted, cars, money, um, recognition, uh, in quotes, fame, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I've achieved everything in those categories as much or more than I ever expected. So now it's just about what's the legacy? What am I leaving to the planet? And how am I impacting more and more people every day? That's really what I'm focused on. Man, it sounds like Team BC has a wonderful 
uh, team culture there. <laughs> if you if you if you transmit that to you, to your agents, I think they'll be very inspired and welcomed uh, in, in in your team. Yeah, that's why I think you know uh, everybody in Team BC says it's more like a family than it is a real estate team, and I, I haven't been afraid to change certain rules that other people follow in regards to real estate teams. Run it my way, make the changes, and you know we have like our mastermind twice a year with the team, and we're going to get together mm -hmm. next week. Um, I like making it a collaborative effort. I like keeping things fresh. I like changing things. And I like really creating a particular culture, which I think is uh, the most important thing because it impacts the group, but also individually uh, a lot more. Yeah, I like to, I, I mean, I was going to say, I like to say, but I just invented this metaphor because metaphors are always going through my mind. And it's like, what you're saying is like, okay, don't reinvent the wheel but nobody said don't reinvent the engine, right? Like, of course, you yeah. can still do everything that is right and it's uh, undoubtable, but you can still create, you can still innovate. And, and yeah, I was just thinking this metaphor. And when I have a metaphor in my mind, I have to release yeah. it. <laughs> you, you could even say you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you can make it better. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's already challenging a bit. That's already challenging a bit because I guess the dilemma of the wheel yeah. is like a circle, right? And that's right. and that's it, but yeah, we'll, we'll work on that metaphor on the next few days. <laughs> sure. And uh, and yeah, and the question we have to ask to every guest, it's mandatory, is um, in what areas do you feel you need to improve, and what are you doing about it? Areas I need to improve. Um, A little bit coaching, uh, coaching or yeah, auto coaching. I would say for me, and, and I'm starting to do this now, is really get back to especially things that when I was a kid, I really wanted to do like new interests and mm -hmm. cultivating those and actually getting involved. So recently I started getting piano lessons because I always wanted to learn to play the piano. Wow. I'm going to get drum lessons because I want to learn how to play the drums. Basically, you know, pushing out and finally doing the things that I've always wanted to do, but I made excuses to not do, right? That's a big one for me. And I think one of the biggest things that I'm working on and actually making progress on but I feel like to check all the boxes on improvement for me to become the supreme being, that would be one of the one of the final things. Another one for me is also, and this has improved tremendously, but still needs improvement. Sometimes my patience with certain people, um, you know, sometimes I forget where I once was and my ability to comprehend things and my ability to not mm -hmm. be so emotional yeah. um, and my ability to not communicate as well. And I find myself still sometimes impatient with certain people in certain situations uh, because I, I fail to recognize where they're at in comparison yeah. to all the studies and things that I've done. So I'm basically looking at them and it's maybe a 10 or 15 years ago version of me and I'm being impatient, which isn't fair to them. Yeah, that's empathy. That's empathy, the, the word that you're looking for. <laughs> there we go. And yeah, I guess uh, the most, not the most important, but of course, um, a relevant one is... Um, a part here now you can uh, tell how can our audience reach you can talk a bit about your coaching business as well uh feel free the spotlight is on you i don't have i don't have a flashlight here but pretend you're on the spotlight right now even more <laughs> yeah briancasella.com my name here on the window.com that's the best place to find all my stuff and at Brian Casella on instagram facebook and all that you'll find me i made all my handles the same just so it's easy to find me and yeah, and thanks for handling this episode to us. It was very, very good. And uh, I appreciate 
I think it was a bit of a different insight on these episodes, you know, because it can get a bit repetitive when you do like a podcast about like EXP Realty, Icon and Mega Agents, you know, they, right. it tends to be a, a quite, quite repetitive, you know, it's, it's not, it's not negative, but it's, but it is uh, repetitive. So it was good to have your insights, your, your, uh, a different culture. Uh, it was good that when I asked you that question about improving yourself, you actually didn't think about your business. You thought about your personal self. I really like yeah. that. And uh, I really think our audience, if they reached this far to listen to this part, <laughs> I think they were pleased as we were here. <laughs> well, everything starts with you, man. You know, how you operate your business is an extension of yourself. So if you focus on building yourself first, it's like checking underneath the soil versus just checking the plant, you know, above the dirt. Oh, yes. And more metaphors for you. It's going nonstop. <laughs> and yeah, Brian, thanks. It was a, it was a great episode and uh, have a good one. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.